The best way to learn a language? Immersion. Living where the language is spoken and using it every day. But if that's not in the cards this year, you can still learn a language the second best way. And that's with Babbel. Be a better you in 2024 with Babbel, the science-backed language learning app that actually works. Don't pay hundreds of dollars for private tutors or waste hours on apps that don't really help you speak the language. Babbel's quick 10-minute lessons are handcrafted by over 200 language experts and help you start speaking a new language in as little as three weeks. Babbel's designed by real people for real conversations, and their tips and tools are approachable, accessible, rooted in real-life situations, and delivered with conversation-based teaching, so you're ready to practice what you've learned in the real world. Here's a special limited-time deal for our listeners. Right now, get up to 60% off your Babbel subscription at babbel.com slash bluewire. That's 60% off at babbel.com slash bluewire, spelled B-A-B-B-E-L dot com slash bluewire. Rules and restrictions apply. Hey everybody, welcome to the Rotowire Fantasy Baseball Podcast. Today is Thursday, September 23rd. Jeff Erickson here. Uh, as always, our podcast is brought to you by Winbet, W-Y-N-N-B-E-T. Uh, my guest today is Bennett Carroll. We know you know Bennett if you follow us on SiriusXM, or if you're a big White Sox fan and you're on Twitter at all, you've probably seen him come across here. Uh, Bennett, thank you so much for joining me. Congratulations. You just clinched the AL Central. You personally have clinched the AL Central. Thank you for that. <laughs> thank you for thank you for having me seriously. And yeah, thank you. I, you know, I didn't think they'd need a two home run game for me today, uh, but I was happy to step in, uh, fly right over to Cleveland and get a couple for them. Exactly. Like you and everybody else that was in the stadium was there to see that clinching. <laughs> yeah, 250,000 Chicago residents made it out to Cleveland for uh, for one day. Yeah, well, that's never <laughs> happened before. Oh, wait, never mind. Wrong, wrong <laughs> franchise for that. But uh, Well, hey, so, you know, this is the expectation. The Sox were expected to win this year. There's some thought that maybe the Twins would uh, be the challenging team. That didn't end up being the case. Instead, it was Cleveland and really Detroit are the two teams that are hanging around. And it might be Detroit that's more be- best position to challenge the future. We'll hit that up in a sec. But let's just kind of go through the team. See what worked, what didn't work. What are the the you know the fantasy issues approaching this team going next year? Absolutely, let's All do right. it. Let's start. You know, run prevention was a big thing. You know, this year Lucas Giolito was supposed to be the ace, but it really ended up being Lance Lynn and when healthy Carlos Rodon. Giolito was almost a third chair in a way. Yeah, he. You never want to accuse anyone of anything. He felt like someone who might have taken a half step back from a spider tack, but he was able yep. to to kind of find himself. And even just with a couple of years of, of experience, he's gained since his struggles to, uh, I guess, manufacture uh, a very solid, very good season uh, together. But yeah, he definitely from someone who I think was going in the second round right or, or second tier of starting pitchers yeah to, to kind of fall to to the number three on his team was kind of surprising yeah 370 era 112 whip the whip's not hurting you last 60 days is a little better 351 107 getting a little bit better there but you know we want like stud ace material of course it could be worse you could have you darvish who <laughs> you know is pitching right now as we speak gave up a homer to mike yastrzemski uh still up four two but 
you know, we're not getting what we, he's another spider tech guy. I'm afraid. Yeah. It's, and that's, that scared me. I mean, that hurt me a lot this year in general, just losing half my, uh, my rotation as I'm sure it did a lot of people, but yeah. 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 So Giolito, at least you got the K's 192 K's, but 27 homers. That's not so great. Uh, that that's the one thing, you know, you could even throw out the Patriots day game though. And, or at least some of the results from that, you know, Tony LaRusso would still be leaving him in if we were still playing that <laughs> game somehow. But were they in the damn towel already? But uh, anyways, I was, yeah, I remember I was. I think I was working the the Sirius XM show, and I was I was so excited. I got to sit there in studio with the game on, and it was the second inning. I was like, all right, cool, I'm done. I don't need to watch this anymore. We're all good. All right. Speaking of LaRusso, uh, he was such a hot button issue earlier this season. Not uh, aside from the whole ordering the code red on Shohei Otani. I mean, he hasn't been in the news a whole lot lately. Yeah, his like I I I struggle on the right way to say this. He has been very solid in like the two or three months where he didn't have to do much, where the team could kind of run itself when he didn't have to, you know, come in. And I I think the first few weeks with he had some issues with with pitching changes and with with. Uh, bullpen deployment. Once he kind of realized, not the team can run itself, but he can be a lot more hands off than maybe he thought. Uh, he definitely got a lot better. Uh, there were a couple hiccups here and there, but honestly, I would be shocked to 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 have said this four months ago. But I'm definitely not pro Tony Larusa, but uh, a lot calmer about him than I think I would have otherwise been. I'm I'm sure. very much okay with him. He kind of figured out his role, which is set the lineup, pick the right relievers, and that's all we need you to do. Like, the culture in that locker room is so good, it doesn't need him to to pick it up in any way. Yeah, I, I say that's about right. Uh, pivoting back to Giolito, because, you know, he was one of the guys that we, we thought he might have negatively affected. Giolito, at the end of the day, he, he's, he didn't kill you. You know, he, he wasn't a top, you know, first two rounds guy like you, you expected. Where is he going to go next year? Uh, do you expect better things from him? Do you expect him to climb back up? I think you'll get some sort of discount off of this year, but how much? Yeah, so I, I'd expect a discount just because, especially when you give it, you know, what, four months till you get to kind of the main four or five months till you get people back into the drafting season. People are going to just look at the season stats and go, well, that wasn't great. Or, you know, they'll remember the the, the two or three really bad starts. But he... I, I hate to like bring this up as it, if it's not for for going to be for going forward. His the guy who fixed him is now his pitching coach. Ethan Katz is the the guy who's the credited with fixing his issues a few years ago. Right, worked with him again this year to help him, and he's just going to continue. So there's no reason to believe he can't continue to find other ways. Like I said, it was it, this year a lot of his improvements were maturation and finding other ways to do it. So with a full off season of nothing but prep and and because he's a big prep guy. And working on it, he, he should come back, in my opinion, and be better than he was this year uh, going forward. You're at, you're sitting at the draft table. You have a choice between he and his teammate, Lance Lynn. Who are you taking? I, so if it's me, I'm going to take Lucas Giolito because Lucas Giolito is my favorite pitcher in baseball. But okay. it, it's it's he and Lance Lynn are probably right there. I I, I at some point with Lynn, like this, the stuff's going to fall off. Like he's just, he's getting up there too much and I'm, I'm worried. I don't know if it'll be next year, maybe the year after, but I'd, I'd always rather be a year early than a year. Yeah. Well, especially when, 
durability, which was one of his big selling points, is now in question a little right. bit. You know, the shoulders acted up a couple of times. That that is a big, a little bit of a concern for me. Yeah, absolutely. It's um, thankfully he he's basically said for this year at least he'll he'll work through it and he'll he'll fight through it and get what he needs. But the fact that it's an issue at all, I think, is is definitely concerning long term. Carlos Rodon was one of the uh, best stories in baseball this year. He was available for anybody, anybody. The White Sox had designated him from assignment. Anybody, any team could have claimed him. Any team could have signed him. The White Sox did. They got him to throw harder, and it, he's rewarded them richly with a 247 ERA, 0.97 whip, 12 wins, 180 Ks, despite only throwing 127 innings. How much of this is sustainable? How much of this is repeatable? So honestly in terms of like what they fixed with him, this is going to sound like really dumb is they got him to lift for the first time, basically ever. He, it was like a well-known rumor that from his time in high school through his time in college, that was all in North Carolina into his first three, four, five years into recovering from Tommy John. He never worked out. He never lifted, which when you have that much natural talent gets you a certain level. And I think he, he said publicly like, getting cut by the team and, and kind of having to earn his way back uh, really kicked him in the ass a little bit and got him going. So for him to, uh, you know, I know actually have a friend who's building him a home gym. Um, so I know for a fact he's working out more. So yeah. I, I think that the, the sustained success is still going to be there with him. It's always going to be injury concerns and it's because that's just what's haunted him his whole career. As long as he can stay healthy, he's he's got the stuff, and now he's he's got kind of the body to match. Him starting to fade at the end of this year, I know, scared some people. Uh, but even if it's two years off, he's two years recovering from Tommy John. He's two years coming from I don't think he's thrown ninety innings in five or six years. So to suddenly even get to where we're at right now, that's a lot on an arm. So with the assumption that he can continue to expand going forward, I would expect uh, continued success from from Radon. He's actually a guy that we're uh, worried about a little bit for the playoffs. Like, how much is he going to be available? They kind of shut him down this whole month. Well, they kind of shut down the whole team this month. Felt like. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Uh, he they He's going to pitch, I believe they have him scheduled in for this coming Tuesday, which would line him up for game two, obviously, if he's good to go. Uh, but, yeah, he's between him uh, and, as we said, Lance Lynn, there's a little bit of sudden concern in pitching depth, but but they they seem to both be ready to go or able to go. That's good. Uh, Dylan Cease. There are a lot of hot takes out there on Dylan Cease. I mean, 212 strikeouts. We like that. Uh, 409 ERA. eh, Okay, 126 whip. He still walks a bunch of guys. 66 walks and 156 innings this year. All in all, though, this was a season of growth. Is there another step left next year? So I, I it's weird because I, I also don't want to make it come off like every White Sox player is going to get better. Every, like I yeah. coming into this year, especially I, I think Dylan Cease was the you know, Carlos Rodon, maybe, maybe not. But Dylan Cease was the guy I think I was the most down on because mm-hmm. he had the stuff like never in question, but he just never he didn't have the confidence. He, he didn't have the the kind of you know, the, the knowledge to get it to a point. And for the most part for this year, he, he could bum slay. Like it was nobody's business. He would, he would, I think he played the, uh, the twins like four times and the, before they got good, the tigers like three times. So he was demolishing these teams. And then he'd go up against a team like Houston, who 
Now, above being just a better team, it's Houston would hit would hit him hard. And it, it took until the last six weeks or so where he's actually shown some good games against superior competition. But I think there's definitely still a step. The the thing for him is he's a little bit of a head case. So he which is funny because he's super into yoga. If you've ever like read up about his his background, he's he's done a lot of like deep yoga, not just stretching, like the 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 Zen and the mind sense of it. And he gets unraveled so quickly on the mound sometimes. So so that's something I think he can work on. But again, the, the stuff is unquestionable. It's just kind of the confidence and the ability to to stay within yourself and, and not lose it after, let's say, a double or an error. Right, exactly. So uh, well, speaking of the mental game, what about Michael Kopech? Is he a starter next year? I would be surprised if he was not a starter. I think between uh, if they can bring back Carlos Radon, I would assume that that means that they are able to to dump Dallas Keuchel on someone. And if they can't, then I assume Carlos Radon is not coming back. Either way, there's going to be a spot open in the rotation. I assume it'll come down to Ronaldo Lopez and Michael Kopech. And Ronaldo Lopez has been a revelation recently, but it is Michael Kopech's spot to lose. Yeah, uh, I feel like that's the case too. Yeah, he he... I don't think that he's actually going to start game two of this uh, this doubleheader today as well. And following Ronaldo Lopez, it'll be interesting to see how he does because he hasn't started or thrown more than maybe an inning or two in, in a couple months because he had a short shutdown because of injury. But with him, I think it's more just ramping the arm back up because even more you know similar to Carlos Rodon, it's, it's two years off from a Tommy John. But he's also coming off having never had that many, and you know, not even the ninety exactly. kind of anything. So for him, even if he was to start, what would that really mean? So I think he's at ninety this year, or around ninety. So that's already a, a lot for him. So for him to then turn it, if you can imagine, I think it's what forty innings, I believe, is the what they're the they say you should tack on a year. So even if he gets up to one thirty in modern baseball, that's most of the season, right? I'm not right. I'm not crazy. So so. He should. I would be surprised if he wasn't a starter, and if he wasn't a starter, I would assume something went wrong. Yeah, or, or they're doing some the sort of tandem, so, or they're doing some tandem thing, you know, right. and which, where they, which might be a solution actually. Yeah, uh, they, anything- they've tried that before with uh, Lopez. They tried that with him last year, and they did it a little bit this year. They had for a couple situations, but yeah, it's definitely something there. The white Sox have gotten a lot more analytical and a lot deeper with their, their plans than just guy goes out, throws five kind of thing, which is good. Yeah, they have. That is in, indeed. Uh, before we move on to uh, other pitching issues, the white Sox, quick note from our friends at Yahoo, the new NFL season is underway and Yahoo is excited to kick off daily fantasy football. There will be a ton of big prize contests throughout the season on Yahoo, including their multi-entry contests now being shark free. To celebrate the beginning of football season and Yahoo Daily Fantasy becoming shark-free, Yahoo is giving all users the opportunity to claim free $10 in contest entry credit. Users can take advantage of this free $10 contest entry credit offer to join one of Yahoo's biggest contests. In addition to the free credit, Yahoo has a $1 million DFS football contest live. The $1 million contest features $1 million in total prizes, including first place receiving $100,000, and an entry to the first ever Yahoo Fantasy Football Championship live finals event, which will occur at MGM National Harbor in Maryland this December. Play daily fantasy football on Yahoo this season. Visit sports.yahoo.com slash daily fantasy slash welcome to claim the free $10 offer to get started. 
I'm Jeff Erickson here with Bennett Carroll. Uh, Bennett, you know him from SiriusXM. Bennett, you also have your own podcast, Sox-related podcast. Tell everybody about your podcast real quick. Sure. So I, I work with uh, the White Sox blog, Sox Machine, uh, and I, I work on one of the podcasts they do is uh, The Wake Up Call, which is just a recap of uh, the night before, the day before. So today I get to do two games. Uh, but definitely check us out on, on Twitter and, and on our website at Sox Machine and SoxMachine.com. Uh, really great stuff from Josh and Jim and the guys, and I'm happy to be a part of it. Nice. Nice. We'll look forward to him. Uh, yeah. Please check it out, people. It's, it's good stuff. Uh, the bullpen was supposed to be this huge strength, and Liam Hendricks is, is who he is. He's been great. Uh, but everybody else, Bennett, besides Kopech, really struggled this year, especially relative expectation. Aaron, endless bummer. Uh, Garrett, <laughs> Garrett Crochet, uh, you know, you know, Matt Foster's not, you know, he's a backup now, but he was sent down for a while. They, they really struggled, you know, Marshall's hurt. They, they just, they didn't get those guys to step up at all. What are they going to do there in the off season? So in the off season, I think, I believe they have another year of, uh, Kimbrel under contract apologize for the, uh, the dog in the background. She, I think she just put a toy under the table. Uh, they have, so they have bummer around for a couple more years still. Uh, and then honestly, it's going to be a little bit of, uh, mending it together, kind of stitching it to, uh, to kind of improve it. Give me one second. Sorry. Yeah, by all means. Uh, well, so yeah, and, and that's true with a lot of teams. Uh, I think that's, you know, everybody has to deal with that issue uh, and trying to find uh, the depth in the bullpen and deal with the swings of, change performance you know relievers have just a big swing in performance from year to year so uh i'm not totally surprised but man i was kind of counting on them to be a little bit stronger in that department uh but uh at any rate uh you know we'll see if you know it's they had to use a lot of capital to acquire help in that bullpen so i was just saying you know a lot of teams have to deal with the, the swings in performance from relievers you know short you know, small sample size and all that, especially small sample size off of a 60 game season. I, you know, it's really expecting them to repeat. That was probably, you know, in a a folly for anybody, including myself, but uh, just, they had to expend a lot of capital to go get Kimbrell. Of course, Tapera's hurt. They traded for him too. Uh, Yeah. We'll see what they do this off season though. Yeah. I I would expect them to, to add at least one. And then, my assumption is Garrett Crochet kind of steps into Michael Kopech's role of the multi-inning guy with the goal of him being a starter, I think, in 2023 would be my guess, is he kind of can drop in and, and pitch whenever needed, assuming his velocity can consistently stay at 99 again. Yeah. But uh, I would I would expect him to kind of slide into that role, and you can kind of hopefully have your, your 789 locked up. Yeah, and Crochet has actually been very good as of late. And you, you look at his numbers for the season, 266, 124. But over the last 60 days, I mean, 205, 105, he's been strong. Yeah, they, he, he was in a month where, I mean, the, the majority of September has kind of been who's going to earn what spot in the postseason bullpen, uh, where it's just been, okay, let's try, you know, as, as you said, uh, uh, Matt Foster came back up. Can he earn the, the seventh inning or a, a, spot, a share of the seventh inning in the playoffs? Can Garrett Crochet step up? He's been the one I think who stepped up the most this year to kind of earn earn that spot where where some other guys have really faltered. Right, that's right. Let's move on to the uh, the offense here. Uh, there's a lot of big issues. The one that all that preoccupies you the most has to be Jose Abreu and his chase <laughs> for the RBI crown. 
He's two back. I need it. Yeah, I uh I for for the uninformed, I have I have a very, very nice futures bet on him to lead the MLB in RBIs. Uh, it was at like plus 2,200 before the year, which for the guy who led the league last year and led the AL the year before, don't really get. But I was happy to take that. He's currently two behind Salvador Perez, and I believe they both have 10 or 11 games to go. So it's going to be tight. But yeah, I was hoping with the uh, the seven runs today and four home runs, he'd have one of them. But uh, guys kept hitting them, hitting people in in front of him. <laughs> Tim yeah. Anderson took four of the RBIs with two home runs. Yep. And you probably won't play in the in the nightcap, or if he does, you know, yeah, we'll see. I mean, I guess we don't have forty man rosters anymore in September, so it's expanded to twenty eight, twenty nine. But I would guess, as a veteran, he's one of the ones most likely to get the day off. Yeah, it. Uh, yeah, well, Gavin Sheets played in the first game, but he could probably play it first the second game as well. Uh, and they, yeah, they definitely have the maneuverability. It, it'll be normally with Larusa, it'll be uh, up to a up to Jose kind of thing if he's feeling up to it. Depending on how much champagne he may have drank right. uh, in the locker room as well. Exactly. Uh, you know, Anderson, you know, has, has essentially lived up to what we expected out of him. Uh, you know, he had this. He's been on and off again a little bit. They've been kind of maintaining him a lot, but at the end of the day, he's still hitting for average. Still getting some some power, seventeen stolen bases this year. I mean, you you got what you paid for with him. Yeah, he's if if he can catch fire for about a week, he'll be a twenty twenty guy, uh, and that's with some rest and and some time missed as well. So he's yeah, he'll be he'll continue to be the same thing. If you're if you're an on base league, he's not going to be much help, but in a, in a batting average league, he'll still be that uh, that nice piece. The uh, White Sox were able to get through uh, with their with their whole outfield out. Uh, either by hook or crook, uh, whether it's from Adam Eaton just getting the hook or with uh, Eloy and Luis Robert uh, being hurt. But, uh, you know, they're, they're moving pretty good right now. Right field, is are they, are they content with like a Sheets, Garcia, Goodwin, Engel, Platoon? So for next year, I think if everything goes right, Yoelki Cespedes will eventually come up and take that spot, who's uh, basically, he should be their number one prospect at this point if, if, if Jared Kelly's low A pitching season is to, uh, to be noted. So I think the hope is probably starting with Larry Garcia and, and, and that kind of crew. And, and if they have to last out three months, cause he's not a guy who'll be ready opening day. Uh, right. He'll probably need a couple legitimately need a couple months of seasoning. So uh, he, I think is still the goal, but it wouldn't shock me if they brought in, you know, a one-year bridge guy, but the way they, they had outfielders coming out of their, you know, out of their pockets this year, falling out of every nook and cranny to play 10 games, a corner outfield. Maybe they'll just try to stitch it together until he's ready. Yeah, they could be. Um, that was actually a bone of contention is that they did stitch it together. Right. Um, that they didn't go out and get somebody to, to ha- you know, and they spent you know free agent capital on Adam Eaton for that matter too. Uh, it didn't work out obviously. Although, you know, you got to think there's more than just his play on the field that was a problem. Yeah, you know, you got to think there's, there's something else going on there. It, with Eaton, it's so funny because he was he was obviously he was on the 2016 team, which had a, a terrible locker room, and he said in preseason, "Yeah, like Tim Anderson was a rookie in 2016 and didn't talk to me." And it's like, yeah, I don't think that was because he was a rookie. Uh, it's basically the way I always read it. So he yeah. he was always kind of a, a feisty guy, and uh, I think he's been kicked out of three locker rooms now. So it does not, it, it wasn't really a surprise that he 
didn't rub well. I think they were they were hoping for him to be even a shadow of what he was in 2016 when they got you know an all star player out of him, and he wasn't even that. So it, it was kind of a thing where even if you're gonna be a menace, if you can play on the field, like we'll figure it out. And he was neither. Right. So if he could have done 2019 with the Nats, if he could have repeated that, that would have been, that would have been sufficient. Right. Right. Just be, you know, give me a a way to runs creative plus of 90. I'll be cool. Like that's not it. That's all I'm asking for. Right. Narrator. He did not give him our WRC plus a 90. Uh, We'll move on to a couple of other uh, key hitters and then start looking to the future as well. But first a quick note from our friends at WinBet. There's one thing we appreciate here at Rotowire. It's making good decisions, and even more so, making the right decision. Listen up, folks. I have an incredible offer for you with Rotowire's newest partner, WinBet, the premier digital casino and sportsbook app. WinBet is now the exclusive sponsor for Rotowire's fantasy podcast. WinBet brings you all the latest action with a user friendly interface, money line bets, boosted parlays, over unders, round robins, live betting, and so much more at, are at your fingertips. Want a break from sports betting? Head into WinBet's digital casino and take a spin on roulette, double down in blackjack, slam the slots, or try your hand at Baccarat. WinBet is currently available in six six states, Colorado, Indiana, Michigan, New Jersey, Tennessee, and Virginia, while rapidly expanding. At WinBet, the possibilities are limitless. WinBet is currently offering all RotoWire listeners a risk-free bet up to $500 on your first wager. Download WinBet now. That's W-Y-N-N-B-E-T. WinBet, the exclusive partner for RotoWire's fantasy podcast. Jeff Erickson here with Bennett Carroll. It is a Sox cast. We've been talking all things White Sox. Uh, let's talk a little Andrew Vaughn. Currently hurt, but all in all, not a bad season for him this year. You know, hitting 240, 15 homers, 45 RBI. Like to see a little bit more power, a little bit more slugging, slugging 409, but considering he didn't play any double A, any triple A, and only was at the alternate training site last year, this isn't so bad. No, and especially considering he had to learn how to play an entirely new position yes. in the uh, in the uh, in about a week. Yeah, he he definitely had some some rookie struggles, which even for a guy who I think coming out of college, people th- immediately looked at and could see a major league hitter was expected. Uh, honestly, he was a guy who, before he kind of got hurt, was really starting to tap into something. He there was some, he was hitting something like 380, I think, over a, a 30 day period at one point where he had just he had found something. He was he was starting to adapt, and you know it's always for the rookies. It's always you can adapt, and then they adapt back. And if you can then adapt back to them, you'll stick around. So he right. was finding that that second adaptation when he got hurt. So hopefully he can come back because he's really starting to show who he could be. But uh, yeah, and a, a good rookie season with uh, a lot of hope to follow. Yeah. yeah. One fantasy note is he'll only be outfield eligible, barring like something really wild happening at the end of the year here, but because he's only got four ga- 14 games at first base. So, you know, that you keep on thinking of him. Oh, he's a first baseman type. No, he's an outfielder now. That's that's it. <laughs> Honestly, he was better in, better playing outfield defense than Eloy was, <laughs> considering yep. he had never done it before. Uh, he he knew figured out how to track a ball and – he has enough uh, athleticism; he can hunt some stuff down. So, who's gonna is it, is Eloy gonna be a DH next year? And they put Vaughn in the outfield, or what are they gonna I think, do? I think to start the year, they'll probably do Eloy, Robert, Vaughn, however they want to kind of get it going. And then again, once 
I think Cespedes is ready to go. Uh, they'll they, they'll probably consider moving Eloy to DH, and then even just you know you'll you can kind of rotate the the three of them between the two corner spots and the DH spot. Uh, where Eloy, I think every single season has come in with I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna be a good fielder. I'm gonna I really mm-hmm. put the I'm gonna put the work in. I don't want a DH. I don't want to get pulled out in the seventh inning. Uh, and he's yet to show that. So maybe this is the the swift kick he needs. I doubt it. Uh, just with the way his his fielding really has never taken that step forward. But right. he'll he'll probably start in the outfield and he'll be given every opportunity to stay in the outfield. But I I think long term he probably slots into DH. And honestly, I I think you I would like to see Eloy try some first base just as a a more state. You know, D, again, you can play first base defense poorly. Like that's fine. I'm I'm okay with that. Uh, just don't get hurt. Famously, Frank Thomas always used to prefer playing first base than DH. Always hit better when he was in the field. I don't know if Eloy has that gravitas to pull that off, uh, <laughs> but I wonder is, is this something like is this in a? You know, I, I wonder if this is kind of the issue for him as he's expressing this is what he'd like to be able to do. Yeah, I think he definitely he definitely wants. I don't know if it's a because yeah, Frank it all would always say like he he would feel weird going into the batting cages for three or four innings a game uh, right. under the field. So I don't know if it's that with Eloy or if it's just, he, he's not like an overconfident guy. He just, he knows who he is. He knows what he can do. And I think he, he just sees, you know, there, cause there are like, he'll make these nice plays every now and then, but when you have Luis Robert in center, you don't have to. And sometimes right. he, he tries to go out of his way to make these plays. And I think that's, he just needs to maybe realize where his range is, how he has to play to to kind of get it right. And then also when they can roll out an outfield when when everyone is healthy of Adam Engel, Billy Hamilton, and Luis Robert, like we, I love you, Eloy. Like, please sit on the bench when we're up by two. You know, like right, right, can, right. They, they can cover everything in at you uh guaranteed rate field and Wrigley Field with that outfield. Nice. So yeah, that's true. So, you know, it's one of those things where if they didn't have so many guys who could play great defense, it might also be different. That's right. That's absolutely right. Yon Moncada, kind of, well, not not even kind of. I, I it, It's an improved season over last year. The on-base is strong. Fantasy-wise, we were looking for more. Is is he done running? Is he ever going to steal bases again? I think with, like, with his, with his hamstrings, that'll just act up. Like, I don't, I don't think it's worth it for him or for the team for him to be running. Like he's got the speed and he'll, he'll flash it on, you know, going first to third or or hitting the double, but it's like for his health, it's really not worth him breaking that full speed all the time. Cause he he'll pull, if you watch like two weeks of white Sox games, he'll pull up three or four times and stay in the game and be fine, but he'll pull up and immediately feel something. So it's, I don't think he's ever going to be more than a five or 10 steel guy just because that's, for his health, it's not worth the risk. Yeah, I think you're probably right about that. You know, all in all, I mean, we I think we got spoiled, but 2019 really is the outlier season. If you look at everything, during ha- the happy fun ball year, he had a 915 OPS. I think this year might be as good as it gets. Is there, or am I wrong? Is there another level? So I, it's funny because people were re- people on White Sox Twitter especially were really mad at me when I was like, yeah, like there's a chance 2019 is the best Yon Moncada will ever be. And you know, that this was before predicting, oh, he'll come down with a very tough case of COVID that'll keep him, you know, basically out of breath for six months. And then, oh, he'll have kind of a bounce back year. I think that there's that 2019 form 
is there. Like, you know, it's, it's, and this is going to sound really dour. It's a lot like Bo Jackson when he came back after the, his, he had his hip replaced where there were flashes of like, this is the greatest athlete that's ever lived. Like there are flashes of Yohan Mankata is a five tool superstar. And they slowly kind of became more and more because there were weeks where he'd have a lower, uh, or weeks, months where he'd have a lower slugging than on base. And his on base is excellent. But he's he's found it a little bit. I think he can – it's something he can continue to work on. I don't know if he'll ever be as good as 2019 again, but I know he can at the very least come a lot closer to that. Okay. Good to know. Uh, one last position. Really haven't covered second base at all. Cesar Hernandez is kind of a stopgap. He's free agent at the end of the year. They, there is a team option, but I would guess they don't exercise it. Uh, is there – you know, Nick Madrigal is now gone, so – What's the solution at second base in the long term? So I would actually, I do you know have the number on what Cesar Hernandez's option is? If not, I, I it's modest. I, yeah, I I would expect them to bring him back. Um, and if they don't, it's because they have something already in the works. Um, I would expect him to be back next year. Part of even before they then immediately traded Nick Madrigal, uh, the part of what they were touting with Cesar Hernandez was that he was under control for two years. So I, I would expect them to bring him back for next year. And if not, yeah, like they don't have any real second base, you know, stud prospects. Jake Berger got a hot tryout for a minute at second base in AAA. Right. And I love Jake Berger and his story, but he's not a second baseman. Right. Uh, but so unless they wanted to go out and bring in someone, like there have been rumors of a Marcus Semien reunion, which I don't, I can't imagine they'd spend the money on. That would be another, they'd have to dump the Dallas Keuchel contract to talk about kind of move. Right. But I would be surprised if Cesar Hernandez wasn't back next year. Okay. It's 6 million, by the way. Yeah, uh, so I'd expect that. I just I just was looking at what he's done with the White Sox, and it's not pretty. Uh, no. 222, 303, 287. Uh, the, the big mystery about Cesar Hernandez is why did he stop running? He's, this used to be, a, you know, it's kind of like Mancata, except it's even more pronounced, you know, he didn't even attempt a stolen base last year, or any with the with the with Cleveland this year. It, uh, he has attempted two with the White Sox, though. So maybe it's just an organizational put the brakes on him sort of thing. I don't know. Yeah, I think especially because they're. I think if everything breaks right, he's hitting ninth for them every day, which for him is. I mean, that's a great spot where you can get you know you can get some speed out of the bottom of the lineup card, but that's a spot where you're going to let him run. You know that kind of thing with Cleveland this year, where he was kind of hitting like sixth or or you know in the more in the middle I, I think it's a little bit harder to to send them as often but if he's going to hit ninth especially with you know that top of the order flipping over to tim anderson yohan mancada jose abreu you know there might be a few more chances or a few more a few easier chances for him to kind of go indeed indeed okay cool uh let's take a one more read uh and then we'll talk about what the future lies ahead for the White Sox. Uh, and we'll talk a little bit by why Bennett is such a White Sox super fan in the first place. But first, a note from our friends at Vivid Seats. The summer is coming to an end, which means only one month until postseason baseball. There's no better place to be than Vivid Seats to watch your team race towards the postseason. So grab your MLB tickets, maybe a st- stadium hot dog or two, and cheer on your favorite team from the stands. Even better, they have a rewards program designed to provide real rewards for fans. Earn rewards, ticket upgrades, and perks just for shopping. If you're looking for tickets to the game, to see your favorite performer, or that new show everyone is talking about, 
Vivid Seats has it all. Visit vividseats.com or download the app today. Vivid Seats, experience it live. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring podcasts on the Blue Wire Network. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System yet, then you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. Wherever you are across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE System technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unified, U-N-I-F-Y-D, healing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Thanks to our friends at Vivid Seats and thanks to our Blue Wire Network sponsors as well. I'm Jeff Erickson here with Bennett Carroll talking White Sox. So, Bennett, what are the top priorities for the White Sox this offseason? What issues are they going to be facing this offseason? So, again, I think uh, the top two will be, positionally, it'll be right field and second base. I Again, as I said, I'd expect Cesar Hernandez to be back and, and for them to at least start the year with Andrew Vaughn in right or, you know, kind of a mishmash of guys. And then it'll be basically fifth starter because – one of, again, I would assume one of Keichel or Radon are not coming back uh, because mm-hmm. since they locked up Lynn especially. But uh, one of the two of them will not come back, and then it'll be a couple bullpen spots. Honestly, they've got most of this lineup locked up for the next couple of years, which was the goal, right. and, and they have that that kind of core locked in. So it's really one or two spots where if they can get uh, the guys there, even just, you know, 
stopgap guys or guys who can just fill a role, they're going to be good to go. That's good. Uh, that's good. Now, you mentioned Yoel Cespedes. Easy for me to say. Uh, you mentioned him as a guy that could arrive midseason. Is there any other help along the way coming up from the minors? So this coming year, like no one no one of, of real effect. I think, I think Mike Rodolfo has a chance to come up next year as, as a, a power-hitting outfielder uh, with a very good arm. But he's, you know, you talk about a guy who's had injury issues. Uh, and similarly... I think Jake Berger could kind of fill in all over, you know, he could play first and third. He could, like I said, I guess he can play second base who he could kind of come up, but honestly, they've really depleted that, that farm system. Uh, There's not a ton of, a ton of real studs left in it. You've guys like Jonathan Stever and Jimmy Lambert who, who kind of had made, you know, pop-up appearances the last year or two, but they're, you know, at their, ceiling they're not more than back end of the rotation guys so they're for the next couple years outside of really cespedes i would be shocked if there's anyone who's super fantasy viable um but like i said burger could have some some spots and michael Rodolfo could pop up and then uh we'll see where he is when he comes stateside they have a a, a player in the dominican for tax reasons named norhe vera who's been lighting the the uh the country on fire so he could quickly rise through the minors if if some people are to be believed uh but he may also be two to three years away right on right on so you know you're you're in dc uh i think you have family in new york how are you such a big Sox fan in the first place so yeah i'm actually i'm in new york right now this is this is my dad's uh man cave you can okay. see um so my family is from chicago originally um since the 40s i think my grandfather when my grandfather moved out there uh, and my dad grew up, actually grew up a Cubs fan, uh, until he was like eight or nine. I think it was the, the when they collapsed in 69, he kind of broke his heart and, and kind of soured him from the, the Cubs. And then in 72, uh, they added Dick Allen, who was his favorite player in, in nice. baseball at the time. And that, that turned into a Sox fan instantly. And we're now legitimately going on 50 years of that. So he's, he's been consistent since then. And then when I was, a baby uh my dad got a job in new york that he uh, i'll put it in the best way i can he is still at so uh it, it was the kind it was the right move but he he moved out to new york the family moved out so in the late 90s it was hard to watch and uh hard to follow and in the early 2000s it was a little tough although by obviously 05 and 08 you know caught all their playoff games but uh mlb tv has mlb.tv has has basically saved my fandom is the yeah. easiest way I can put it. You know, uh, our fandom both are related to the sins of our fathers. I'm a I'm a Reds <laughs> fan because of my dad. Uh, I've had all this agency. I lived in Chicago. I live in LA now. I haven't been to Cincinnati's new park. It's not even new. It's old at this point in time. But uh, you know, I've been to plenty in old Riverfront Stadium. But I'm I remain a Reds fan and <clears throat> Bengals fan too. And you know that that, <laughs> that I you no know, you know where I am with football. You don't have to explain it. Yeah, yeah. Bears. <laughs> at least you've seen a su- oh, no you haven't seen a super bowl winner have you? i saw i saw them appear i did not see them win i was yeah. too young for that yeah that's true i i vividly still remember 85 so i got that going for me but uh <laughs> my team has never won the super bowl so anyways um uh, long long decades here uh looking into this uh you know we're trying to figure out you know the seating for the playoffs and all that through this year but you're in congratulations again that's awesome uh you know, it looks like the Rays will be 
you know, they've got they're pretty like odds on favorite to win the the top seed overall. Looks like it'll be you uh, Astros versus the White Sox, which we have seen before. What what are your yeah. thoughts on that pot, potential matchup? So that would actually be, and this is true, that would be the first ever rematch in the playoff history for the Chicago White Sox. They've mm. never played the same team twice. Uh, but, yeah, that would be – I I would really like it if the White Sox could have home field advantage there uh, just because they've, they've been a much – as a lot of teams are, been a much better home team than they have been on the road. Uh, yeah. It's looking unlikely, especially because I think – if you thought they were taking their foot off the gas the last two weeks, they've clinched the division now and they're going to coast a little bit. Uh, so they could still kind of take it, but yeah, I, I don't think the, the Astros match up to the, the one, two, three of the socks of everyone is healthy as well, but I, you can never like the, the Astros as an organization, as a, as a lineup, like I, I can't act like I'm confident in that, in that series kind of thing, especially, you know, I know the White Sox played, three playoff games last year, but you know, a, a team of six, seven, eight guys who have made, you know, a world series run or two versus, you know, I guess Keuchel who made that world series run is the most experienced playoff guy for the white Sox. So it's just not new for everyone. Cause like I said, they made the, they played la- most of them played last year with uh, against Oakland, but it's definitely a more inexperienced playoff roster versus guys who've been there uh, many years in a row. I mean, Keiko might not even make the postseason roster. I mean, he, he's if everything school, goes right, if everything right? goes right, he's not on the playoff yeah. roster. Hard, hard to impart any sort of veteran leadership when you're not even playing. When you're when you're blaming the uh, the team every time your starts go bad, it's it can be yeah, tough. That too. Yeah, that's a lot of leadership potential there too. Yeah, but um, yeah. So we'll see. But uh, any other parting shots? Any other thoughts uh, about the White Sox heading into the playoffs? Honestly, no. Like I, I like I've been really enjoying and someone on i was on another uh kind of celebratory twitter live before this and one of the guys said it very well which is i've really enjoyed like not having to care for the last two weeks we're like i know it's locked up they not even they could blow this so i think it's just not even catching fire just more consistent if the Sox can get more consistency in the next week and a half where they're not either scoring seven or scoring zero I'll yeah. feel a lot better, but that's been the case the whole year. So, you know, just hoping for for a little bit more strength. But that pitching, if they can get healthy, that pitching is going to keep them in every single game they're in. You know, it's funny. You, the White Sox remind me a little bit of my Reds in 1990. You know, got off to this massive great start, kind of coasted home. And everyone's like, okay, they're not the red hot team. Okay, they're not a favorite anymore. And then they just crushed in the playoffs. That could happen mm-hmm. still. The, uh, so the the 05 team they were dominant for five months. Their their September they were horrendous, and then they went 11 and one in the playoffs. So it's yeah. it's that kind of thing where it's it's not about catching fire. It's about just finding that that I don't know if it's the opportunity or that that mindset at just the right time. Yep, indeed, indeed. Bennett, great stuff. Uh, again, tell everybody where they can hear you and where they can read uh, and where they can follow you. All that kind of good stuff. <laughs> You can follow me on Twitter at the Bennett K. Uh, I apologize if you follow me. Uh, it can get a little a little nutty sometimes. Uh, but you can also you can catch my uh, once a week. I'll do it, and it's covered the rest of the week uh, at Sox Machine on the Sox Machine White Sox Wake Up Call. Very good. Uh, as always, this podcast is sponsored by WinBet. W Y N N B E T. Thank you for your exclusive sponsorship. Uh, we got two star starters one more time with Clay and uh, Clay and Todd tomorrow. So make sure to tune in for that. Thanks for listening to Rotowire. Have a great day. Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. 
But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality.